I'm Dr. Shante, and welcome to season four of Believing Bigger Podcast. I do feel loved. I, I so appreciate you guys taking time out of your day to come and holler at your girl. And so today's pod class is really about loose lips sync ships, okay? So this is about talking too soon. And I have been so guilty of this, okay? Because I get excited about something and then I go run it off at the mouth and sometimes it has really blown up in my face, okay? So our guiding thought is coming from Luke 9, 21 to 22. And it says this, and he strictly charged and commanded them to tell this to no one. We've done that before, right? Don't tell nobody. Because if you say it, I know it came from you. Okay. So he said he strictly charged and commanded them to tell this to no one, saying, the son of man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and the chief priests and the scribes and be killed and on the third day be raised. So here's what we're going to be talking about in pod class today. Talking too soon. Number one, sometimes secrecy is necessary. You can be excited, but you need to be quiet. Two, others can hinder the process. Even people with good intentions can hinder you. Three, loose lips sinks ships, okay? Secrecy is sometimes necessary. So in this context, what was the big secret? The big secret was Jesus was the Messiah. If you read the New Testament, the Pharisees, okay, which were like the religious people, um, I had this conversation with somebody the other day about Christians and church folks. And I said, oh, I made a distinction a long time ago. There are Christians who operate in the love of Christ according to the scriptures. And then there are church folks. Church folks are the ones that talk about you when your skirt is too short. Church folks will make you want to cut some, let me stop, okay? But church folks, church folks will, will cut a whole monkey and make people leave church. Church folks are out there giving Christians a bad name. That's real. So the big secret was Jesus was the Messiah. So many times in the New Testament, the Pharisees just asked him straight out, well, are you the Messiah? Is it you? And Jesus would never give them a straight answer. He said, that's what you say. And it would frustrate them. They's like, just say it, just say it. But there's a reason why he didn't say it. Okay, so that was the big secret. Messiah was a, a charged term. It was a loaded term. And so what I mean by that is, is that back in those days, the word Messiah, it had strong emotional implications, okay? It's, it's almost like, you know, saying the N-word. If you're a black person and a non-black person says it, you taking off earrings and shoes, you about to knuckle up because it's about to go down to the basement like, no, you didn't. It, it's, it's an emotionally charged term. Bill Maher was just on HBO and talking about himself being a house Negro, even though he didn't say Negro, he actually said the N-word, and he was like, okay, yeah, my bad. Um, yeah, sorry about that. It's an emotionally charged term. It's a loaded term, and that's how the word Messiah was back in those days, and so for believers, it was a term of hope and redemption and freedom from oppression under Roman rule, so they was thirsty for the Messiah. They was like, wait a minute, what, what, what? Is he here? Is he here? Is he here? And then for people who were not believers, okay, it was a threat. Okay, that term was a threat to their power and to their wealth, to the Roman Empire and to the church folk. So that word Messiah, it was an emotionally loaded, laden term. And so he kind of backed up off of it. But now you see him in this situation telling his disciples, he's like, look, this is who I am. This is what has to happen. But don't tell anybody. Okay, 
So Jesus did tell his trusted disciples, but this is a perfect example of why you can't go public with everything that you've been called to do. You just cannot do that. Because depending on what you've been called to do, it can trigger strong reactions that can derail your success. This was the situation in Jesus' day. If he had gone out and made it public, like, excuse me, <clears throat> Mike Tap, I'm the Messiah, it would have created so much drama. So much drama. You know one thing I love about God? Well, one of the things I love about him, and I wish I was this way, because I'm not. I get excited, I go running and gunning, and then I'll be messing stuff up. But God is not like that. God doesn't run and gun. He's extremely meticulous, extremely meticulous. He is what they call type A. He's type A++++. He's like, I know exactly how I want it done. How do I know this? So I say all the time, like how I love the Old Testament, except, except, like Leviticus, oh, let me not say that because I don't want to discourage people from reading the Bible. But Leviticus has a lot of rules. Like when he was talking about like building the, the sanctuary and, you know, like the Holy of Holies. Oh, my gosh. It was like all this math. It was like this many cubits and that many cubits and this many stones. And it should weigh this and it should be that. And I was like, I don't want to read that. There's just too many details. I want like the stories. OK, but it was a lot of details. Like he told them exactly down to the kind of fabric that he wanted on the curtains, baby. He said, make it just like this. God is very meticulous. And so when he sent Jesus down here with a plan of salvation, there were certain things that had to happen. And if he had come down here broadcasting saying, this is who I am, those things would have been completely askew, okay, completely askew. And so depending on what you've been called to do, it can trigger strong reactions. And get this, don't miss this, just because God has revealed something to you, you personal, does not mean that everyone else is going to understand what is required for you to complete that task. Let me say that one more again. Just because God has revealed something to you does not mean that everyone else is going to understand what is required for you to complete the task. So this is why secrecy is sometimes necessary. The scripture says, the son of man must suffer many things. The son of man must suffer many things. That was problem number one with him announcing being the Messiah? Because in their mind, the Messiah wasn't no man who suffered. The, the Messiah came and put the smack down, you know, like the, the people's elbow. Can you smell what the rock is cooking? And like body slamming evildoers. That was their conception of the Messiah. The Messiah was not some, some suffering savior. It was like, what is that about? So that's, that's one. And then he said, and be rejected by the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed, and on the third day be raised. People that love you are not always going to readily understand the sacrifices that you need to make, the resistance that you're going to encounter, and the events that seem like setbacks. Because look at this list. You're going to suffer. Hold up. <laughs> Let's see how this plays out like in the real world. So you walk in, you all excited to tell you know your loved ones, guess what? I'm going to save the world. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. Tell me about it. Well, I'm going to suffer a lot. Okay. And I'm going to be rejected by like Congress and the House of Representatives and the Senate and the president. And, and I'm going to be like killed, but I'm going to save people in doing that. Your loved ones are going to be like, what? <laughs> Like, what? I'm sorry, what? 
and and mind you, by this time, Jesus is kind of telling this, telling the disciples this at the end. By now, they've been together about three years. So as things are kind of getting close to the end, he's just now telling them this. He knew this the whole time. This is why he came. He knew exactly what the plan was. But now towards the end, he's just now kind of breaking the news. And even when they heard it, they didn't necessarily believe it. So know that people are not always going to understand the sacrifices that you have to make in order to do the things that God has called you to do. Which brings us to others can hinder the process, even people with good intentions. So read this for yourself. Okay, you probably have heard this story many, many times around Easter, right? Or Palm Sunday. But when the soldiers came to arrest Jesus, Peter, who was a part of Jesus' inner circle, Peter, James, and John, Peter pulled out his sword and cut a soldier's ear off. They came for him. He reacted. He cut the soldier's ear off. But what did Jesus do? He picked the ear up <laughs> and put it back on. It was like, no harm, no foul. It's not broken. He's like, no, no. That's, he said, I know that you, you, you were, were trying to act on my behalf. I know that you were trying to protect me, but no, we're not doing that. If the disciples had their way, so if Peter and the disciples had their way, when the soldiers came for Jesus, they would have put him in witness protection. All right, we got you. I know some caves. I know some backwoods. We can hide out. You know, we can go over the river and through the woods and we'll be good for at least three months. If, if the disciples had had their way, they would have immediately put Jesus in witness protection. Okay. They did not understand that Jesus had to suffer the cross before he could wear the crown. I'm going to say that again. Jesus had to suffer the cross before he could wear the crown. And I say this because building a business is hard. Writing a book is hard. Building a platform is hard. It is hard. It is hard work. And sometimes you do all that work and it seems like it's a mountain to a whole bunch of nothing. And it will make you look at God like, hmm, hmm. Are you sure this is what you want me to do? Because I'm not understanding like all of these setbacks or what have you. Yes, you do. Jesus said, if you're going to reign with me, you're going to suffer with me. You're going to suffer. Okay. The Bible says, don't be astonished. Like, don't be surprised that the world hates you. They hated me. And so you're going to experience some challenges. And I'm telling you, Jesus could not have worn the crown, all power in heaven and earth in my hand until he endured the cross. That was absolutely necessary. Another way that others can hinder the process is that, one, Jesus' suffering was part of the master plan. Please know, whatever you're going through right now, if, especially if you've been called, this is all, the caveat it has, if you've been called, if you've been assigned a task, it's part of the plan. If you're suffering, God counted all that in. He factored all of that in. Because the Bible says, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. It doesn't say, if I call you to do something, no weapons will be formed. Wouldn't that be awesome? That would be awesome. But it doesn't work that way. He said, oh yeah, the weapons are going to be formed. They're just not going to prosper. So you have to be prepared mentally to endure some things. And so in Jesus' situation, the disciples in their humanity, our loved ones, the people that love us, in their humanity, our loved ones will say and do things to try to redirect us. God asks you to do something and your loved ones will say something to try to redirect you, to get you to reconsider. And in doing so, completely disrupt what God is trying to do in your life. They're trying to help. They're trying to have, they have great intentions. They don't want to see you hurt. They don't want to see you suffer. But if you listen to them, instead of listening to God, it will completely disrupt what God is trying to do in your life. So let me say this caveat, okay, because I don't want nobody getting divorced behind this. Well, Dr. Shante said, I ain't got to talk to you. That is not, that is not what Dr. Shante said. 
Dr. Shante said, I'm not encouraging you to keep secrets from family and friends, but I am asking you to use discernment. What's discernment? Wisdom. What I say in previous episodes, if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask and God will give you wisdom. Show of hands. How many of you have ever been in a situation where you thought about telling somebody something, something in your spirit was like, "Mm -mm, this is not a safe space to share this information, so I'm just not going to. Yeah, okay, that's called discernment. (laughs) That's called wisdom, wise choice. So I'm not saying keep secrets from people that that are important to you. I am saying use discernment. And when you have to share information, ask God to go before them and prepare their hearts to receive it so that the seed that you plant doesn't fall on hard ground. Because I've also been in situations where I shared something with somebody and I was all excited and just boom, it hit a wall of concrete. And I was like, okay, well, and you walk away all discouraged and your feelings are hurt. You're like, last time I tell you something, you know. So again, you have to ask God, you know, can, can you prepare them for this message? If I'm supposed to share it, can you go ahead of me and, and make sure that they're ready to receive it? This is also a warning so that others can hinder the process. This is also a warning for you to have some thick skin. Some thick skin. The cross was not a group effort. Think about that. The cross was not a group effort. This wasn't like, okay, so here's what we going to do. We not going to do that. We're not going to do that. It was, a, it was one person's job to get up there. So even though they was his friends, you know, his disciples, his, his beloved ones, it wasn't 12 people up on that cross. It was one guy. God asked you to do something, not you, your cousin, and your mama too. Pookie Ray Ray now. He asked you to do something. It's not a group effort, okay? So if God asked you to do something, it was a task assigned to one person. So you need to have some thick skin because Pookie Ray Ray and them are not always going to understand what it is that you've been asked to do. When Jesus suffered, he suffered alone. And here's the thing. Not only did he suffer alone, most of the disciples went into hiding or had denied knowing him after they had just spent three years of their lives with him. Think about that. Somebody that you pretty much live with, like these are like your roommates. and at the worst moment of your life, the darkest moment of your life, when you need your friends the most, nowhere to be found, acting like they don't even know you after you've just spent three years of your life day in and day out with this person. That's what happened to Jesus. So others can hinder the process, which brings us to our last point, which is loose lips sink ships. So if Jesus had declared himself the Messiah before he died on the cross, the Romans would have immediately put a hit out on him. Immediately. Like, as sure as my name is Shantae, as soon as that word would have gone out, they would have put a hit out on him. And think about that. As believers, if Jesus has not gone to the cross, then where where is our hope? Where is our salvation? What do we have to believe in, right? Loose lips sink ships. There's a reason he didn't announce it. So let me put this in practical terms. Think about your employer, listeners. Think about your employer. Are they supportive and secure enough in your relationship with them that they would be okay with you declaring your platform or your second business? Now, some companies are. They're like, yeah, we're fine with that. Go ahead, Joe. No problem. We like the cut of your jib. Go out there and do you. And others are like, I'm sorry, you're doing what now? Because you pledged Joe allegiance to this company. 
and we're not a fan of you moonlighting. We're not a fan of you doing other things. And so you're going to have to make a choice. You know, are you, you can get with this and you can get with that, but you, you don't get to do both. Think about that. Sometimes the, the, putting that information out there can derail your progress. And if they're not secure and, and supportive, then if you put that information out there, is it going to raise questions? Is it going to raise eyebrows? If somebody's going to, I've had people who are Facebook friends with people at work and they started some new endeavor and they started posting the marketing for it and things like that. And then next thing you know, they get a call from HR. Can you explain this? And they didn't print this stuff out. They didn't took screenshots. They didn't, they didn't took a capture. They got a file on, on this person's personal social media about things that they're doing on their own time, not company time, but now they got to come and give an account to it. So sometimes it's not always in your best interest to announce things, especially before they are fully hatched. So Jesus did not make this announcement because he didn't want to give an opportunity for his actions to be misinterpreted. He didn't want his good work and his good will to be ill or evil spoken of. The Romans would have seen this as a threat. And think about it. If people in your life knew what you were working on or what God had assigned you to do, would they feel threatened? And I'll give you an example of this. So I'll, I'll give you a personal example from my own life. I love my church. I've been there since the sixth grade. Love my church. But I go to a very traditional Baptist church, very traditional Baptist church. And what I mean by that is that it's very patriarchal, meaning it's male dominated, very male dominated church. So you don't see a whole lot of women in leadership at my church. It's very traditional Southern Baptist church. As such, I never, ever publicize my podcast or my platform in church. You'll never hear me talking about my podcast in church, ever unless somebody directly asked me about it. But I don't publicize. I'm not trying to, you know, build a name for myself up in there. I say nothing. Why? First Peter 5 and 6 says, Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that he may exalt you at the proper time. In other words, I am secure enough in my calling that I don't have to orchestrate my elevation. I'm going to say that again. I am secure enough in my calling that I don't have to orchestrate my elevation. I know what God has called me to do. And I'm very clear that God didn't call me to do it there. Believe it or not, my podcast generally appeals to people who don't go to church. <laughs> like this, for a lot of people, even though I'm not a preacher, this is kind of like how they get their church. This is how they get a relevant word to go through their week. A lot of people that listen to me, they don't have church homes. And I know that. One of the things that God has gifted me to do is take very dense scriptures. Because like, I know people that are like theologians, like they know the Bible back to front. And then when they start talking about it, I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, what are you saying? I know you're very knowledgeable, but it's not meaningful. It's not accessible. God has, made, has gifted me to take something that's very dense and make it really accessible. And because I make it really accessible, that's why I draw people that normally probably would not ever set foot in a church. And so I know that at the proper time, when God is ready for me to do whatever it's going to be, he will do it. I don't have to go around and self-promote. He will exalt me in due season if I humble myself under his authority and not go around trying to, to grandstand and, and stomp and things like that because I know that what God has for me, nobody can touch it at all, period, point blank. And my elevation may not be at that church. My elevation might be outside of the church. The scripture says sometimes a prophet is not without honor in his own home. In other words, when people have known you since you had ashy knees, they're like, oh. Who are you trying to be? Boy, I knew you when you was knee high to a grasshopper and then like just immediately trying to diminish and discredit you because some people will never see you 
as the grown, fully mature, self-actualized person that God has raised up. So as a point of reflection, so to, to wrap it all up, I just want you to think this. When has sharing backfired on you or someone you know? Like, let's be honest. Do we, do we not know people where, like, they shouldn't have said that and then it, like, completely blew up in their faces? Yeah, of course we do. Every hand, okay? We understand that sometimes these things don't always work out. And so this is why it's necessary for us not to talk too soon. The, the end of the story is this, is that after the crucifixion, everybody knew who Jesus was. But there was a time for that. Again, remember, God doesn't operate on Kronos. He operates on Kairos. There are moments, there are a progression of things that have to happen. And at the right moment, all will be revealed. So that's the end of this episode. So here comes my favorite part of pod class, hearing what our listeners have to say. I can't wait to hear your takeaways and your feedback. I actually have two things that really stuck out to me. The first thing that really stuck out to me was when you're talking about you don't have to tell everything. You you really don't. Because like, like it, it seems it always happens. We always end up going to the wrong people to tell them our great ideas or this is what God told me to do and this is great. And when they'll be like, oh, maybe not. Maybe you shouldn't. Why don't you? Are you sure you're ready? And you always end up doubting God at the end of it. You're like, well, you know, maybe I'm not the person for this. And when God has already clearly told you that he wants you to do it, yeah. like you said in a, a previous podcast. And uh, uh, one more thing, uh, the last thing that stuck out to me was the, like you said, when God didn't come down and he didn't just come to them and say, I'm the one I'm the one you need. I'm the Messiah. It's me. I'm here. He wasn't loud. He didn't come and say all that. It's kind of the same in like relationships with people. With Whenever we see someone who's like, oh, you know, and me, me, this, this, and I did this, and I'm like this, you're not drawn to that person. You don't want to learn about them. They're always talking about themselves, and you're like, you know, it's the quiet people who you're kind of more like, oh, well, you know, what's going on with them? I want to get to know them. It's the same relationship with people, so that's what stuck out to me. Thank you for saying that. You know, two things that you said made me think of, of these two things. One, there's a scripture that says, do not cast your pearls before swine. So when you think about pearls, like precious, like pearls, right? They said, don't throw them out there in front of pigs, which for Hebrews was like the dirtiest of the dirty, like these unclean. Sometimes we cast our pearls, our great ideas, these wonderful things that God has revealed in us before swine, before thugs. And then when they trample them, we sit up there with our feelings hurt like, oh, hmm. And like you said, you start doubting yourself, you start doubting God at the end of it, and maybe I, I, this, I'm not the person for the job. The second thing is about like grandstanding. I'm not throwing shade at anybody, but I'm going to say, watch social media channels around like Thanksgiving and Christmas time, because you'll see things pop up on your feed like, we went to a, a food pantry, or we went to go, you know, a soup kitchen, and we went to go and feed the homeless. Social media opportunities, <laughs> smile, homeless person, you know. It's like the Bible says you don't let the right hand know what the left hand is doing. It's like, you know, if you want to go out there grandstanding and get some likes on social media, the Bible says you have your reward. If that's what you wanted, you know, the thirst is real. If that's what you wanted, good, you got it. But I don't honor that, okay? It said you shouldn't go out, Prince, rest his soul. I'm still not over it. I'm, You know, Prince is going to come up probably every season until I decide to end this pod class. But just, I love him. Um... <laughs> After his death, you found out about all the good things that he did, but he didn't go out there and say, I wrote a check for this or I paid for this funeral. Like he said, no, 
because it's not about that. It's just making sure that I meet the needs of people and others don't have to know about it. So thank you for sharing that. And then our last comment. Well, a lot of stuff stuck out what you said today, but like I always want to, I always wanted to start a business, but I always get so shy of to talk about it. But I really, after hearing what you said, I think it's God telling me that I need to stop, step back and let him take lead. See, nothing happens by accident. You're here for a reason. You have a choice to make, right? I have a feeling that when we get to heaven, God is going to play like the highlight reel of our lives. So every good, bad, dirty deed we've ever done, we're going to have to see that. But I also believe he's going to play like the other tape. Here's all the things that your life could have been if you had just trusted me. So kind of like, let's make a deal. Let's show them what's behind curtain number two, you know, and we're going to be like, oh, oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, thank God all things work together for good, because uh, <laughs> otherwise I'd be real discouraged up here, Jesus, you know. But yeah, that's that's what it is. Listeners, if you have takeaways, tweets, shout outs, all the rest of it, hit me up at Dr. Shantae Says. If you are loving this podcast season, you are in for a treat because there is more to come. So thank you guys for coming out. I love you so much. Thank you for listening to Believing Bigger with Dr. Shantae. If you have any questions, comments, or just want to follow Dr. Shantae, you can find her on Twitter and Instagram at Dr. Shantae Says. Until next time, keep on believing bigger.